Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Family Law Talk. Family Law Talk. Presented by Kirk Stangy of Stangy Law Firm, PC, with offices in the Midwest. Stangy Law Firm is a family law firm. Now, here's your host, Kirk Stangy. Welcome to Family Law Talk. We've got an exciting episode here today. The title of the episode is Texting Your Lawyer, and this is based on an article on our blog, FamilyLawHeadquarters.com, dated July 18th. 2020, and the title of that article is Should I Text My Lawyer? So as a follow-up to the episode today, you can go on over to Family Law Headquarters, check out the article. There's more information in there, so it's definitely a good read. But here, again, is the topic, is, is texting your lawyer. Lots of clients want to text uh, their lawyer. They text friends. They text family members. Uh, they're used to texting. It's quick. It's easy. The communication can be short, it can be pithy, it can be to the point. And so many clients uh, are tempted to text their lawyer. And in fact, they want their lawyer to text with them. And, and, and certainly some clients you know, will be upset if their lawyer will not text uh, with them. And, and it's definitely true that communication with a lawyer uh, really just vital. I mean, it is vital um, that... Uh, clients have access to their lawyer and that when they have questions, when they have concerns, they're able to get in touch with their lawyer and talk with their lawyer. Uh, but the question is, is of all the options out there in terms of communication, is texting really the best option? Is texting an effective option? And certainly every situation is diff- different. Um, some lawyers might like texting more than others. Uh, some clients might like texting uh, more than others. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, just as a general rule, is texting a good idea? And the truth is there are some shortcomings and some potential problems in terms of texting your lawyer that many clients ought to think about um, if texting is their preferred uh, way to communicate. And so let me go through these with you. First, texting is often short to the point. Um, that's why lots of clients like it. Um, text messaging known as short message services, again, I mean, the goal is it's short, it's quick, it's pithy, uh, but the reality is, is is short to the point dialogue the best way to communicate with your lawyer? Um, it, 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 maybe in some circumstances that might be true, but in a lot of circumstances, you know, a lot of the legal advice a lawyer might want to give, I mean, it's going to be nuanced. It might require uh, a lot of explanation. You know, might require something pretty in depth in terms of in terms of the communication itself. And so the question really is: is this is this quick and short and pithy communication? Is this is this really a good idea in the first place? And in a lot of instances, the short to the point communication could uh, be counterproductive. It could result in some sort of breakdown in the attorney-client relationship because it's not in depth enough. Okay, so that this could be one downside to texting. Another one is this, which is texting is not the most secured way to communicate. Uh, texting is not uh, always uh, encrypted, and the fact that it's not encrypted theoretically can make uh, make it easier if somebody were trying to intercept the communication. Now, you know, a lot of contacts, you know, the risk of somebody trying to intercept the communication, I mean, it might might be minimal, might be really almost none, um, but when you're you know, trying to communicate in a secure way so that others don't see what you're saying to your lawyer and they're not trying to get involved in terms of 
communication, which is privileged, you know, if you're choosing communication methods, the lack of encryption can be problematic in terms of uh, text messaging. Um, the other concern in terms of text messaging is this, is that if somebody gets access to an individual's phone, uh, it could be really easy to pick up that phone, jump right to the text uh, message chain, you know, read it, see it. I mean, it's just, it's easily accessible. It's very visible. It's right there. And so the fact that it's easily visible, it's right there. And if somebody just picks up the phone, they might be able to see the communication. This can be troublesome as well, because again, Individuals want to be able to talk to their lawyer and not have others see it. Uh, they want to be able to get candid advice from their lawyer. And the fact that text messaging um, could be easily viewed uh, can be problematic. And this, and this couldn't be more true for individuals still residing in the same home uh, with their spouse that they're divorcing, which can be common. At the beginning of a divorce, you know, both spouses still living in the same home, you know, one party has not moved out. And so, I mean, do you really want to worry that if you set your phone down, theoretically, your spouse could pick up that phone and see that communication pretty easily? Again, you know, most of the time, uh, this won't happen. You know, most individuals have got a password lock on their phone, um, so their spouse wouldn't be able to pick it up and just, um, you know, just see that communication. Uh, but there's still some risk there, and so that risk um, can be problematic as well. Uh, the other problem with text message communication um, is is that it's hard to get that communication in the file you know lots of individuals you know send emails you know they're used to communicating you know by emails and emails can easily be printed off by the lawyer you know put in the client's file and being in the client's file can be important for many clients i mean at the conclusion of their divorce or family law matter you know they want their file and as part of the file they want all of that communication well with text messaging can be very difficult because, again, um, these communications are not easily printable. Like you almost, in a lot of instances, have to take a screenshot of it, print it, and then put that in the physical file. Um, where with an email, you know, it's easier, much easier to just simply print off email communication and get that in the file. So for the clients that want to preserve the communication, you know, they want that communication in their file so there's a record of it. Uh, the text message communication uh, can be troublesome in that regard, and that can be, you know, a potential problem right there with that communication as well. Um, you know, fifth, uh, one of the other concerns with text message communication is really the lack of formalness of it, right? People oftentimes fire off uh, text uh, quickly without a lot of thought. Um, sometimes people are venting. Uh, it, it's easy to, you know, be emotional and say something, you know, real quick via text or misinterpreted text that somebody sent. And so uh, this can be troublesome as well, potentially. You know, most clients, you know, by the time they're sitting down and they're typing an email, you know, maybe there's a little more self-restraint in terms of what they're typing, in terms of what they're putting in that communication to the lawyer. Um, but, um, you know, when somebody sends a text, it can be, it can be troublesome. So look, there's not necessarily right or wrong answers per se. You know, some individuals still uh, might be tempted to text. Uh, some lawyers might be willing to text. Um, but there can be, you know, some other forms of communication which clients ought to think about, uh, that clients ought to contemplate, um, which might be more effective, okay? And I mentioned one of them here briefly, but emails. You know, the beautiful thing with an email is that you can access emails from most smartphones. 
but emails uh, typically result in the ability to send something lengthier, you know, more in depth. Uh, and the lengthier, more in-depth communication that's more nuanced oftentimes can be more effective, not only for the, for the client, but for the attorney, because then the attorney is able to type something longer than just simple and, and quick responses, which oftentimes can be sort of cut and dry, if you will, and, and, and at times almost be too brief, not enough explanation or enough nuance, if you will. Okay, So for a lot of clients, uh, think about email. Uh, email just as easy uh, to send through the phone, but oftentimes, uh, again, it's just a better medium because you can you can type something, you know, really almost as long as you want it to be. Where the text message, you know, it's short and quick, and, and uh, you know, not a lot of depth uh, to the to the communication itself. Uh, so think about emails. Of course, sometimes um, you know, written communication can be good. Uh, but sometimes other communication can be better. So, I mean, picking up the phone and calling a lawyer uh, during business hours or trying to get an explanation. Sometimes that that voice, that that interaction, which allows for uh, a conversation where questions can be asked and the, and the topic can be delved into deeper uh, can be better. You know, for some clients versus sending a text, they might think about just setting up a meeting to meet their lawyer. You know, so maybe they want to set an appointment, come in in person. Uh, face-to-face, if you will, and sit down and talk about whatever their situation. And then certainly, you know, another possibility with, with COVID-19 and lots of folks, you know, social distancing and, and um, uh, trying not to have these face-to-face encounters just, just due to uh, COVID-19, think video conference. I mean, video conference could be a great way um, to meet your lawyer, but you're doing it virtually, you're doing it safely, and you're, and you're able to you know, ask the questions that need to be uh, asked, and, and and there can really be that conversation, that interaction, which can be really helpful. So, look, you know, going back to the topic itself, texting your lawyer, you know, lots of clients tempted to do it. Lots of clients want to do it. Uh, I mean, there's really not a carte blanche rule that says you can't uh, text your lawyer. But, of course, this assumes you have a lawyer who's even willing to text, you know, but if they're willing to text and, and you want to text, again, it's not necessarily wrong, but the question for many clients is, is, is again, is there a better way to communicate, uh, a more effective way to communicate uh, in a way that really advances the client's interest? And I think in a lot of it, instances, the answer to that is yes. You know, email much better, uh, a face-to-face meeting, a phone call, a virtual meeting, typically more effective uh, than texting. So definitely something to think about, something to contemplate. Again, um, go to familylawheadquarters.com. Check out the article titled, Should I Text My Lawyer? You can read about this in more detail. Definitely an interesting topic and definitely one um, that I think is pertinent to a lot of individuals because lots of individuals are tempted, if you will, to text their lawyer. So thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned to our next episode coming up on Family Law Talk. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Family Law Talk with Kirk Stange. Visit StangeLawFirm.com for more about today's topic or to put Stange Law Firm to work for your family today. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements. Neither the Supreme Court of Missouri or Illinois reviews or approves certifying organizations or specialist designations. The information you obtain on this podcast is not, nor is it intended to be legal advice. You should contact an attorney for advice regarding your individual situation. 
We invite you to contact us and welcome your calls, letters, and electronic mail. Contacting us does not create an attorney-client relationship. Please do not send any confidential information to us until such time as an attorney-client relationship has been established. And finally, past results afford no guarantee of future results, and every case is different and must be judged on its own merits. Kirk Stange is responsible for the content. Principal Place of Business, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450, Clayton, Missouri, 63105. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.